Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Think on These Things podcast. My name is Kairu, and I am your host. And today we are diving into the 67th episode of this series, the Think on These Things podcast. I am very excited. Um, I'm also cold and hot at the same time, uh, which is a unique combination that I loathe. However, I am grateful to be here in the land of the living, number one. And number two, um, to be sharing this space and this time with you, whether you are tuning into the audio podcast or you are tuning into the video podcast, which of course comes out much, much later. Um, it's really interesting uh, having recently launched the video podcast on X, which is where you can can watch exclusively um, the video version of this podcast series. It's been very interesting to see how that has been performing. Um, it's, it's a bit unique to the platforms that the audio podcast is on because it's on so many different um, podcast platforms. The um, choice to go with X was one that was carefully deliberated, and I think that it's going to, honestly for me, cause me to become more engaged in the conversations that are happening on that platform, which I think are really um, beautiful. I think that's the best term to use to describe my perspective of of that platform. Anyway, this is not a, a show to, to promote social media. This is just um, a moment that I wanted to express some gratitude. Now, today we are going to be diving into the 27th affirmation of the second chapter of the book of positive affirmations. So if you have the book with you, get it ready right now. Um, if you have the illustrated version, flip them pages or use your handy dandy notebook. I'm using a different hand, um, uh, not notebook, bookmark. I'm using a different bookmark today because it it's better. It's not an actual bookmark. It's more of an index card. It's still much better than what I have been using in the past. Anyway, um, today we're diving into the 27th affirmation. If you have the book, start getting it ready now. Um, the 27th affirmation of the second chapter, the second chapter is titled Know Yourself. If you do not have the book of positive affirmations, you can order your copy from www.madeupmind.org, where you can also, uh, access a wealth of mental wellness resources. And, um, you know, all of that is free. The, the, the blog I'm speaking on, of course, the book does cost money. It is a nominal fee. So when you do purchase your copy, go ahead and purchase it for someone else, someone you love, someone you like, someone you don't like. Get that book and see how it changes um, your, your lives and, and perspectives and just empowers you to lead a more intentional and purpose-driven life. Um, that is the aim of this book, and it is also the aim of this series where we discuss the... Um, concepts that are, are are really framed within the, the, the context of these affirmations. So today we're going to be exploring that through different stories, experiences, and lessons that I'm able to share with you as I have lived my life in step with these affirmations over the um, mostly over the last few years since the book has been written and published. And also, um, you know, some of them I've, I've walked with for the majority of my life, which I think is really beautiful and has really um, allowed me to see uh, the, the many ways in which I've evolved as an individual. 
And I think that for a lot of people tuning into this series, they've been able to also reflect on the ways in which they have evolved as individuals, the way that you have um, evolved as an individual, right? I hope that that's being unlocked for you as you journey with me um, throughout this, this show. Now, today, I want to not delay the time. We're going into the 27th affirmation, the second chapter, as I've said several times before. If you have the book, great, read along. If you do not, go ahead and listen in real close. Um, and regardless of whether or not you have the book, go ahead and, and, and pause and reflect if you feel that that is necessary for you. Um, or write down some notes or just repeat the affirmation after me just so that we can really be on the same page and exploring what this affirmation is calling us to consider together. Okay, so the affirmation for today reads as follows. The love I have for others has empowered me to look beyond their faults and extend grace wherever possible. The love I have for others has empowered me to look beyond their faults and extend grace wherever possible. The love I have for others has empowered me to look beyond their faults and extend grace wherever possible. For those of you who are tuning in for the second day this week, this affirmation may sound a bit familiar, right? Yesterday we discussed the unique ability of love, the love that we have for ourselves to allow us to see beyond our own faults, our own um, missteps or erroneous words and actions. Today we're discussing the ability that love has to empower us to look beyond the faults or the mishaps that occur as a result of someone else's words or actions. Today, we're not only seeing how we're able to look beyond the moments in which they have made a mistake or produced words or actions that perpetuate hurt and prevent healing in our lives. We are also understanding or exploring rather th this concept that love empowers us to extend grace wherever possible not just when we feel like it or when we're told to extend grace or when you know it seems like the the, the cool thing to do right wherever it's possible and if you're watching the video you might see me shiver a little bit it, it, it'll pass. Anyway, <clears throat> the love I have for others empower me to, to look beyond the faults of others and extend grace wherever possible, I think is a very powerful um, concept. Because when we feel hurt, right, what is the first thing you do when somebody says something that you don't like? What is like, like, 
Growing up, what's the first thing that you did when somebody called you a name? I know what I, I said. I said, you know, I know I'm not. Or I know, wait, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the saying. Now I forgot it. Um, I know you are, but what am I? Right? Or that extremely long saying that I never liked or, or actually used. Um, oh, you know what? I can't remember it. Something about everything you say bounces right off of me and back to you. I'm rubber and you're glue. Everything you say bounces right off of me and back onto you. Something like that. Um, these sayings that we had growing up that were kind of quick hits to get back at that person so that we could maybe feel a little less hurt, that we wouldn't feel the sting of what that person said or did to us, and that we would essentially give that hurt back to them, right? The thing is, as we grow up, we find ourselves in relationships where instead of just pushing it back on that other person or running from the situation, we need to mindfully navigate the situation. And in a lot of situations that we're facing, we have to navigate the challenges that are presented in the context of our relationships with the other person. Whether that's your, your life partner, whether that is your child, whether that is your parent or your sibling or your coworker, your investors, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, if you are a leader, whether you're in a community, members of your community, members of your church, right? People who work underneath you, especially if they're under contract. There are many situations that happen in our lives where we're unable to simply deflect or push back or, or just ping pong the, the ball of hurt, the ball of shame, the ball of whatever the, the conflict is back to the other person and not deal with it ourselves and not partner with that person in overcoming the challenge or not make space for uh, understanding to be built or developed between both parties. I think that sometimes if we're not careful, we, we handle or we mishandle rather the hurt that we feel in the context of our relationships. Here's an example. Someone at work says something you don't like. And this is something that's happened to me, right? That someone said something I didn't like. And so I just stopped talking to them. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't just that they said one thing. It was an accumulation of things because I, I do believe in grace and accountability. And so at some point I felt that, you know what, I had made an effort to communicate with this person and I really, I really wanted for us to be able to understand each other's perspectives so that we could work together more cohesively. And it really wasn't work related. Um, the, the, uh, most of the issues that I was having with this person, I felt like, you know, they did a great job. We were able to get our work done together. 
um, well, it was work-related because they, they had attempted to usurp authority um, unnecessarily and it was hurting our work together, uh, our, our ability to, to cooperate or collaborate, I should say, with one another. And so in this situation, as I made an effort to communicate with this person, um, we, we were unable to build the understanding that was needed for us to overcome the conflict that was facing our working relationship. And so my failsafe was to discontinue personal discussions. My failsafe was to discontinue all non-essential communication with this person and any person who behaved in this manner. Um, the challenge with that, I think, was that when the other party doesn't have knowledge of what's going on or they feel left out of the loop, it can create space for contempt to grow. And what I mean by that is when we shut down in the middle of a relationship, it, it hurts the relationship. It hurts both parties involved. I have had situations with people, um, you know, there are people that I, I, I have distanced myself from today. And I know I look crazy because I'm like trying to figure out a way to be comfortable with this t-shirt. Um, so if you're watching, you know, just bear with me. Uh, ignore the, the disheveled t-shirt look. Anyway, what I'm saying is that it's important for us to be able to communicate through those challenges and that we're not, it's not evil to create boundaries. Like the example I just gave you, it wasn't inherently evil to discontinue all non-essential conversations. And I eventually had that that conversation with the, the people involved. And I said, you know, hey, um, at this point, I would like to discontinue all non-essential like work discussions because it has created an environment where I don't feel safe. Um, I don't feel seen, heard, valued, and um, it is impeding our ability to work together in an effective manner um, because we have way too many misunderstandings. So we need to just communicate essential work things. And that's how we're going to be able to move forward and, and work together in the best possible manner. Now, um, that is not inherently evil. What would be evil is if I were to discontinue conversations as a way to sort of discipline, as like a punishment to that person. When that person is not underneath my authority, right? It's not like they're my child, um, which is really the only context in which you should be quote unquote punishing a, a person, right? There might be a few others, but by and large, that kind of behavior is unacceptable between people who are in a relationship that requires mutual submission. So that could be in your marriage. You're not punishing the person you're married to. That's stupid. That's actually very dangerous, right? In your friendships, you don't punish your friends, right? So if you have a mind, and a lot of people have this mindset, so I, you know, I'm not sure everyone who's going to listen to this podcast, I am pretty sure that there's someone who will listen who has had this mindset at some point in their life, 
and or may be likely to exercise um, or demonstrate this mindset in the future or in the now, in the present, that, oh, this person did something I didn't like, so I'm going to punish them with this behavior, right? I'm going to punish them by giving them the silent treatment, or I'm going to punish them by uh, not, like, not giving direct answers when they ask questions, or I'm going to punish them by not supporting them in this area of their life or that area of their life, or by you know, doing this haphazardly when they need it done with, uh, you know, care and attention. Deciding to punish people because they did something you didn't like or they made a mistake brings us right back to yesterday's affirmation where we're making mistakes and we're doing things that now perpetuate harm and prevent healing. So today's affirmation is really calling us to consider the efficacy of forgiveness and extending grace and seeing that just because that person made a mistake or even if that person is predisposed to making a mistake, meaning that they are more likely to say something from their feelings before they say something from a place of logic and reason or care and understanding. Even if that is your parent, even if that is someone you do ministry with, even if that is your teacher or your student or your partner. We as people are going to make mistakes. We discussed this yesterday. Somebody needed a reminder today, especially now that we're talking about other people right? We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say something. We're going to do something that hurts somebody at some point in our lives. Today's affirmation is calling us to consider that because we have love for that person or for those people, we are equipped with the resources to Number one, understand that their decision in this moment does not have to define who they are for all of eternity. And that wherever it is possible, we can extend grace. Now, before we end this episode, that does not mean that we are not holding them accountable. When you are in a relationship with a person, there is a balance and a mutual submission that is required, even in a parent-child relationship, which we're not going to delve into in today's episode, especially because, you know, that's that's really not my, my specialty, right? For many reasons. What I'm saying, though, is that every relationship that we have requires some level of mutual submission. So they give to you, you give to them. There's a balance a give and a take that happens in every single relationship. There is a transaction. I think people villainize this concept of transactional relationships. The entire relationship doesn't need to be transactional. However, when you take inventory of the energy and the, uh, the, the, the character qualities that you're surrounding yourself with, it's your responsibility to say, hey, this person is bringing XYZ into my life. This person is bringing ABC. This person 
I'm not really sure what they're bringing. That's not what this episode is about. But I wanted to make that illustration very clear. If you want, if you need to, you know, revisit that episode where we're talking about the energy and the, the, the character qualities that we're surrounding ourselves with, go back to the first season. I think it's in the first two weeks, right? Go back, check that episode out um, because we dive into the, the, the nuances, the details, the intricacies of taking inventory of our relationships and why that's important and how we can do that so that we can uh, protect our, our growth and our stability as individuals. Today, we're discussing the utility of grace for others, of forgiveness, of seeing that even in the moment where this person has demonstrated behavior that is disadvantageous to me, to them, to our relationship, I'm able to understand that they are more than this moment. Otherwise, why are we in a relationship? If this person is is nothing more than this poor decision that they made in this moment, why are we in relationship? Even if you're in a situation where you didn't design the environment, it could be work, it could be school, where you're going in every day and you have to deal with this person, you can still choose the level of intimacy, right? You can still choose to set boundaries and communicate those boundaries. Like the example I gave earlier, there was two sides to that example. I gave you a little bit of the unhealthy, I gave you a little bit of the healthy, right? That if you're going to do something like, hey, you know what? I, I really, I, I, this is an overload for me in terms of all that we have going on between the two of us. For right now, it would be better for me if we kept it to essential work conversations or essential study discussions so that we're able to get the best and the most out of this experience that it has for both of us. And we can help each other in that way, right? So that we're able to extend grace, that we don't have to go off on that person and we don't have to report them every single day, hopefully, right? Depending on the events. With grace, we can continue to move forward. And we can still hold them accountable. And we can still be realistic about what's working and what's not working in the context of that relationship. And we can better navigate the what-ifs that come up. Because even if this person has always been trustworthy, especially if you're not that close with them, if you're going to work and, and, and this person acts out of character one day or one week or one month, right? You don't know what's going on at home. Uh, you know, you don't know what's going on in the other areas of their life. Grace allows us to see beyond the moment in which the person makes the mistake. It allows us to communicate in a way that brings clarity and helps build confidence and helps to protect and promote peace. I don't want to say too much more about this because um, I know that there, there's, there's so many ways that we can explore this. Uh, and in order to really touch on things that are maybe specific to you, if you haven't heard something that's specific to you in this episode, right, it would need to be a, a more of a one-to-one -one conversation. Generally speaking, though, um, it is important for us all to be aware of the, the, the 
efficacy of forgiveness, the efficacy or the utility or the value or the potential that lies in our decision, otherwise known as the goodness of our decision, to see that people are more than the moments in which they make mistakes. People are more than the moments in which they make mistakes. I don't care what the mistake may be. There are consequences to every decision that we make. Yes, very true. Some of them could be the very end. That could be like the ultimate consequence. Still, people are more than the moments in which they make a mistake. And love allows us, empowers us even, to see that, to understand that, to embrace that concept as reality, and to extend grace wherever possible. It's not always going to be possible, right? Sometimes you need to make a hard decision and you need to make a very rigid decision. However, in more cases than not, we are able to extend grace to other people in moments where they've made a mistake. And our decision to extend that grace extends the life of the relationship, extends the opportunity for growth and responsible evolution for both parties. So I hope that you'll take this affirmation with you today and see how it, um, it is of use, of value, and holding potential for you today and every day in your life. If you'd like to add to this conversation, ask a question, share a story, whatever the case may be, reach out to me at HighestKai, H-I-G-H-A-S-K-I on social media, on X, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Medium, wherever, and I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Until then, um, until tomorrow, I should say. Love y'all. Peace.